Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Also, if you want to support what we're doing with the podcast and want an opportunity to be a one-time guest co-host, visit buymeacoffee.com slash raise unfiltered. That's buymeacoffee.com slash raise unfiltered. We'll put that link in the podcast description as well. Today, we have a very cool episode. It'll be, again, another one of our interview series. We've had a lot of fun doing these long, extended talks. And today is the first part of four episodes with none other than minor league prospect Logan Driscoll. Uh, In this first part, Logan talks about his tough offseason, which included surgery, rehabbing, then another surgery, then an infection, and then doing all that he can to be back on the field. He also talks about some catching duties he's been doing with uh, old Rays pitchers. Uh, Maybe you get the hint there, the foreshadowing. Uh, The adjustments he made during the 2021 season, his memories from getting traded from San Diego to the Rays, his childhood team. Now, without further ado, let's listen from Logan Driscoll. Welcome into another edition of the Locked on Rays podcast and Ulysses today, another very special guest, and that is Tampa Bay Rays minor league prospect, Logan Driscoll. Logan, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Well, first of all, it's January, so obviously not a lot of baseball playing activities, but what have you been up to this offseason, Logan? How are you getting ready for the next season? So actually, at the end of this past season, I was down at Instructs and ended up uh, tearing my left adductor and lower abdomen. So I ended up getting an MRI on that, and then it ended up being, since I was playing on it, I tore the opposite side too. So I ended up getting bilateral sports hernia surgery uh, to start the off season. So I've been up in Rhode Island, uh, where I live and I've been rehabbing up in pretty much right outside, right outside of Boston, uh, with Mike Reinold, who's a big household name in baseball. Um, he used to be the old head trainer with the Red Sox. So, um, in a respect, I'm rehabbing with a respected name. So things are going good in that department. And I'm pretty much back to doing baseball activities and getting stronger and everything. So things are heading in the right direction. Okay, good. I, w- I was yeah. one wanting to ask, how is the rehab process? When did the rehab begin and like, and where you are right now in, in that right. process? Right. Um, so actually, right off the bat, so I ended up being both sides. So I got surgery on November 2nd. Um, and then that was the day before my birthday. So happy birthday, me, right? Oh, <laughs> that's the worst birthday yeah, you had. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, but uh goes by i'm supposed to be walking like a mile every day They're, they want you moving so scar tissue doesn't lay down um and by the end of the week um i couldn't even stand up i was in so much pain so i actually called the doctor he had me drive down um that monday saw him again said i had a hematoma which is like muscle bleeding um so i went in for a second surgery 
uh, and got a tube put in that I walked around with for a week that was just draining the, the blood and swelling out. Um, so I had that for a week and then, uh, get that taken out. And it turns out I get an infection. So I was battling that for another 10, 15 days. Yeah. So it was a tough first start of the off season, but things obviously turned around from here with you guys now and in good spirits. So we're all good. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Should be ready to go for spring training and all that. So. Okay, yeah. good. So ready for spring training. Kevin, I wake up with my, my shoulder hurting a little bit and I'm like, oh, man, today's going to suck. And then Logan here is just doing Superman's work. Yeah. It brings you back <laughs> to reality a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. So, uh, so Logan, are you, where are you at in the process? Are you swinging a bat? Are you running full speed or is that going to take a little bit more time in the lead up to spring training? Yeah. So I've been catching, hitting, um, obviously the power's not there yet with a core injury. It's going to take a little bit of time to come back. Um, mm-hmm. but catching actually caught our old buddy Rich Hill the other day. So, um, wow. that was a treat. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Um, then there's some other big league names that I'm catching. So it's, it's, it's been good. Um, should be ready to go with all that. I think it's just being patient and not trying to jump the gun. Obviously when I'm hitting and the ball doesn't have that, that bounce that I want, um, it can get in my head a little bit, but I just got to be patient and trust the, the process and all that. And obviously the season's coming up on us quick, but I still got a month, month and a half before, uh, I really got to be ready. So Yeah. You mentioned catching for Rich Hill a little bit. Uh, has he given you any words of wisdom about, he's been in the big leagues for a long time, played for a lot of different teams. Any words of advice he's given you as to, you know, progress and, and grow and develop as a player. I know it's, he's a pitcher, you're a position player, but I'm sure there's some, some baseball lessons that he can impart to you. Right. Right. I mean, honestly, him and Mike Reynolds are buddies. They go way back. Mm. Um, And the biggest thing that I've noticed with Rich is he's still chasing that 1% to get better. You know, he's still looking for that that one thing that's going to put him over the edge, make him an all-star, like whatever it takes. And I think that's pretty cool to see when whatever, he's been 10 years in the big leagues, got his pension, all that, but he's still hungry to get better, which is pretty neat. Um, I think he's like 40-something years old. Yeah. And he's still working as hard as me or someone someone else in the minor league. So I think that's pretty cool. And um, I think the, another thing he said with Mike Reinold is, hey, like you have the talent to make it. Now it's just kind of figuring out what's going to work for Logan and staying within myself. And he was like, you can probably hit. You're probably a decent hitter, but it's more so, hey, you're getting fatigued or whatever that's causing you to fall into these slumps and stuff like that. And sometimes doing less is more. Um, when it comes to those things. So that was like my biggest takeaway so far this offseason. Obviously, I still have a little bit of time left, but um, it's definitely been good getting to catch Rich Hill and see all of his different arm angles he's got now and yeah. uh, see his stuff. It's pretty good. It's pretty cool. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because they taste so good you'll want to eat them. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. That's not Built Bar. 
you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, guess what? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. So remember, today, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your order at built.com. You talk about having a, a, a decent hitter. That I like that. That's humility. Kevin, look at his numbers in 2021. Oh, I've seen them. For everybody out there that doesn't know them by heart, here are Logan's numbers. 295 average, a 374 on base, an 852 OPS. Doing this by playing catcher mostly. Is that correct? Right. Yep. yep. What went right in 2021 to put those stud-like numbers? Honestly, I mean... If we flash back to 2019, um, I think I hit like 260-something in short season. Um, and then I struggled out of the gate, ended up pulling a quad, and it allowed me to slow the game down, came back, figured out what I needed to do to adjust to uh, minor league play. Um, came back, put together a decent uh, rookie campaign, you could say, in short season. Went to instructs. Um, Things went well there, and then I actually got to go to the Fall League, which was awesome. Great experience. Um, and then we go into this offseason where I actually had a shoulder surgery uh, in 2020. So I'm rehabbing that whole COVID series, uh, trying to get ready uh, for the spring training. And I'm getting to spring training. I'm like, I'm probably not even going to break camp because my shoulder's so far behind. Um, but I ended up breaking camp. And I think the biggest thing that helped me was, obviously, we had all that time to work, but just not having a high expectation. I hadn't seen a moving ball face to pitcher in what, a year and a half. Um, so it really just allowed me to go out there and just have fun and enjoy myself. And um, I think that that was a big lesson for me to realize, Hey, like I can just have fun and play and things are going to take care of themselves. And um, when I'm not stressing, then uh, I'm going to play the best of my ability, you know? So. Right. And Logan, I also know that in addition to catcher, previously you played some outfield and corner infield. Is that still the plan going forward or have the Rays all but said, let's just keep developing you and working you behind the the backstop? Yeah. So, I mean, I talked to our coordinators and they want me behind the plate, but they also like that I can play the outfield. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually played center back in college. So it's always been like part of my repertoire. Um, and that's what the Padres actually liked about me. And I think they wanted me to go more outfield route. But then once I got traded over, um, I ended up doing more catching with the Rays, which I'm sure you guys will come back with some more questions about that and how I like it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoy playing outfield and catching at the same time. Oh, he knows what we're asking. I love, I love it. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. He knows that. Um, Logan, you, you mentioned it off the top there the trade from the Padres to the Rays in 2020, correct? Is it 2020? Yeah, 2020, right in like February. Yeah. Pre-COVID. Oh my gosh, at least in America. That's that's 10 years ago. At least. It feels like it was at least 10 years ago. I know. I'm 50 after COVID. Feels that way. Uh, Feels that way sometimes. Um, Having said that, uh, Logan, what do you, if anything, I mean, what do you remember about that day when you heard the news that, Oh, I'm, you got the notification or the alert that, oh, I'm really being traded to the race. What were, what was your emotions? What was that day like for you? Right. I mean, to start off with, you guys know the name Tyler Zombro, obviously he's in a pitcher with us in AAA. Um, we actually played at school together. Uh, we're really close friends. And so we always joked about, oh, 
uh, maybe you'll get traded to the Rays, maybe you'll get traded to the Rays, whatever, just messing around. And then I was actually bet online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022 new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website so sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use the promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n again that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n to get started with that generous welcome bonus from football basketball hockey boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022 bet online it is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and it's where the game starts and home is rhode island you said correct uh i'm up here now i'm actually from virginia virginia right right outside of dc what team did you grow up rooting for so I grew up rooting for the Yankees, unfortunately. Uh, Man, we got a yeah. lot of ex-Yankee fans in yeah. the race farm system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Yankees until the Nats came, and then I was a big Nats fan, actually. So, okay. Yeah. 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 Jack Lebowski, we just had him on the show, and he was a Yankee fan, too. He was a yeah. Jeter guy. Were you also a Jeter? Jeter guy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he wasn't too bad. Makes sense. <laughs> <wasn't he? laughs> okay, so that was – was that your – idolized player growing up or were there a couple other players that you because i know i mean coming up as a catcher i know you've played sort of all over the diamond a little bit right. but was was that the guy that you wanted to be it like was definitely jeter yeah yeah i actually grew up like playing shortstop i'm sure like 99 percent of guys mm-hmm. you know so yeah. i wanted to be jeter um and then my brother who's older than me he was a big uh roger clemens fan so that's why like 22 is my number just because of roger clemens has been kind of like one of my brother's numbers. So very yeah, cool. That's where that came from. So. Now I am curious about this, uh, Ulysses and, and Logan. So a lot of baseball players, a lot of athletes, they set up shop their, their off season homes or where they train, whatever it may be in Florida, California, Texas, Arizona, maybe why Rhode Island? What is, what yeah. brought you to Rhode Island of all? I bet places. you're thinking, not saying, yeah. not, nothing against yeah. it. I just don't. I, I don't hear many baseball players off seasoning in Rhode Island. Yeah, not, not the baseball hotspot, huh? No. Uh, actually, my girlfriend's in med school at Brown, so she's going into her fourth year here soon. Um, oh, so wow. that's why I made the move up here. Yeah, yep. Um, and so yeah, we're up here, and I'm actually training with one of my old Padre buddies, Mason Fioli, a few other guys, Chris Wright, who was. I think runner up to Colby White for minor league reliever of the year. So some, some talented guys up here. And then obviously I'm going up to the Boston area uh, now twice a week. It was every day while I was still rehabbing pretty heavy. Um, So I'm getting a good mixture of of guys and uh, bouncing between a few facilities. Yeah. Absolutely. And going back a little bit in getting traded from the Padres to the Rays, what was that initial meeting like? with the Rays front office or the coaching staff, what did they, they sit you in a room? What did they tell you? What did they go over with you? Um, honestly, nothing too crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. they just kind of tried to make me feel at home. I mean, they didn't really dry, dive into too much or saying that they were happy I was here. They were just going to let me come in, show what I, what I can do. And unfortunately I came up with like a shoulder kind of issue. Mm-hmm. I think it was from playing a college season to short season 
instructs to fall league. So by the end of that, I was completely worn down. So that was actually why I was in uh, Arizona at the time when I got traded because they were just trying to f- figure that out. So then I came over to the Rays, um, I guess, practice a few days, but then they just wanted to figure out my shoulder. And then um, this sounds horrible, but lucky for me, kind of COVID happened because I didn't miss a season. So I was able to yeah. get surgery and then not miss a year. Um, but obviously that year still hurts. Um, just like with playing experience and all that, you know, the development. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Is, is that sort of one of the bigger shocks to the system of going from high school to college ball, then to the minor leagues is the amount of games and how it's, wow, this season's still going on. There's every day, there's not a break. There's not a breather really. Is that part of the, just getting the body adjusted to that, that day in, day out, you're pretty much going to have a game. You're pretty much going to be expected to play. Right, definitely, especially with the old schedule in 2019 where you're, I guess you're playing three games in one spot, mm-hmm. traveling, and then playing that same day that you're traveling. I know we had, because um, I was in the Northwest League, I know we played in Idaho, drove all the way to Vancouver, which was like 18 hours, and played that next day. Yeah, so I think that's the hardest part is adjusting to the travel and sure you're playing every day, but it's more so you're not getting the sleep you need and all that. Um, and I think that was the best part of this past season is we played six game series and we're in one spot. Guys can get in a routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure after COVID, if we would have had the normal uh, kind of like schedule where you bounce around every three days, I'm sure the injuries would have been way up um, just with guys not being able to, to keep up with the game. And that'll do it for the first part of this four part interview. Again, thank you so, so much for making Locked on Race your first listen every day. We really do appreciate that. Now, make your second listen to the Locked on Bets podcast. It's also free and available on all platforms. Again, thank you so much for listening and stay safe.